Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. This is a good time to remind you not to come for me with your trash Raiders takes <laughs> because if you do, my Twitter followers are going to destroy your life. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige DeMacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige DeMacos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And we are starting off today's podcast with some unfortunate news because Cooper Cup is out for the rest of the season. For an ACL, he has been an absolute stud. For I, I can speak for myself. I had him on a on a, one of my fantasy teams. I know Jamie. I think you have him on one of your fantasy teams. President of the Cooper Cup fan club. Yeah, so. I, 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 he's been great. He's been excellent, and he's been a huge part of this Rams offense. And although they have tons of talent, I do think it's going to impact that offense because Cooper Cup has been huge for Jared Goff in in many situations. So Jamie, I know you wrote a piece on TDFantasy.com about people's options because you're obviously not going to be able to replace Cooper Cup. Let no, me just tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, no, you're not going to replace him. So you, your best bet is to try to see – you probably have an option that you like on your bench, but if yep. you don't, uh, here's some options to pick up. I, I went through four of them at tdfantasy.com. I'll go over them briefly here, but to kind of see the full write-up and why I picked those players, uh, you can go to there. It's a free article, so go check that out. Uh, the first one, and these are all guys that are, own, are available in most leagues – uh, first one I talked about is Danny Amendola. If he's available in your league, he's he's available in about 56% of leagues right now. He's proven to be a solid player in PPR formats. Uh, Anthony Miller is a player you might like to hear, Paige. Uh, Chicago Bears, he's being used more and more in that offense. Proved that even when Allen Robinson is on the field, he can be a worthy flex play. Uh, another guy I, I've been talking about all year, if you just need a safe pick, if you're in a deep league and just need 8, 9, 10 points every week, Willie Snead's been doing that for you every single week. Uh the one name I got asked about a lot was Josh Reynolds because uh, he's going to take over as the wide receiver three in L.A. I'm not quite as high on him. He has been semi-successful when either Woods or Cup have been out, but I think their offense is going to change ever so slightly. I actually think Gerald Everett might actually have some fantasy value at tight end going forward. Uh, he's had back-to-back pretty good games in fantasy. Uh, but, again, to read more about them and see what order I would pick them up, go to tdfantasy.com. There's my cheap plug. Yeah, there's your, your cheap plug for tdfantasy.com. And I also need to mention that today's podcast is presented by Fantasy Football at Sea. Go over to fantasyfootballatsea.com. Check it out. We've been uh, – if you go check out their Instagram, there are some awesome photos of what we're going to be doing next year, uh, August, which will be heavenly because the weather in Phoenix will be awful and we will be headed to the beach to spend some time in the sunshine with uh, with some nice drinks. And former NFL players, fantasy analysts. Yep, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great time. We're super excited about it. And I know right now, for most of the country where the weather sucks, it's pretty nice to envision being on a beach and not dealing with snow uh, for most of the Midwest that they're dealing with right now. But let's get into these games. Uh, the first game we're gonna talk about. Uh, it's a great game to talk about. The Chicago Bears beat the Detroit Lions thirty-four to twenty-two. They cover that spread uh, and cover that spread by a mile for most of the game. Jake, what did you think here in in this game? The Bears did what I thought they'd do. I mean, Jordan Howard had a no- nothing game, but they 
they threw it. Trubisky had another really good game. The defense was really solid. I mean, the, this game was over early. Stafford's numbers were god-awful. And then, you know, they, they're going to keep slinging it and fighting. And the Bears just got it done. I mean, they were, they were better. They were at home. They won it pretty handily. It's kind of what I thought I would see from the Bears. The Lions got some serious problems, man. They are not very good. And that trade is really hurting them. I don't know what this offense really is moving forward. they got to figure out an identity. They're way too timid. Uh, I, I watched a lot of that game because the Bears minus seven was one of my locks of the week was the lock we hit. Uh, and Matt Patricia loves to punt. I mean, this guy <laughs> goes home and has dreams about the opportunity to punt on the other side of the 50. Like, it, it is remarkable how many fourth and ones, fourth and shorts, midfield. They, they just they throw out the punting team. They don't even try with that offense. Uh, there are a lot of issues with that Lions team, but from a fantasy perspective, I mean, Stafford is what he is now. He's a borderline 10, QB 10, QB 11. Uh, you know, I, you might even have better options available to yeah, you Yeah, I started, I started Baker Mayfield over Matthew yeah, Stafford Baker. this week, and I was very happy about that. He was that. feeling dangerous. Yeah, he, Baker Mayfield we can, we'll talk about we'll that, that in a second. Yeah. Uh, Kerryon Johnson had a good game. Good to see him bounce back. Kenny Galladay got his. And for the second straight week, I told you last week, I like Theo Riddick in a PPR flex play. He got six catches here. He's going to see a lot of that play. Uh, Tariq Cohen bounced back. He caught that. Uh, he ran for a touchdown, caught six passes. Huge day for Allen Robinson. I just talked about Anthony Miller. Uh, Trubisky was awesome. I should have started him this week. Uh, I regretted not starting him and starting Fitzmagic. Uh, but look, this Bears offense is legit, and they only play a couple tough defenses going forward. They got Minnesota twice, and I believe the second time is Week 17, which won't matter to a lot of you in fantasy. And they got the Rams at home, which I don't know what to think about this Rams defense right now, but we'll talk about that later as well. So Bears offensive players are going to be strong plays through the postseason in fantasy. This is uh, – you can call me a homer, but that Bears defense at home, greater sign that Rams defense. That not intimidated by that Rams defense coming into Chicago after a spectacular – they had multiple takeaways. That team looks good. And, by the way, Khalil Max healthy and hunting cornerbacks he pushed over alignment if you go watch that i have he looked like he was playing against high school kids he pushed over an entire lineman it was ridiculous uh next team we're going to talk about washington at tampa bay tampa bay another yeah sucked yeah this game sucked uh did you know something interesting do you know that every redskins game this year there has never been a lead change really there's not been a lead change in a redskins game this year and if that happens again next it'll be an nfl record Wow. So if the Redskins either got up or they lost or were down in a game, they never reached a point where they were winning or losing in that same game. Wow, that is a weird stat, and I don't know what to think of the Washington Redskins uh, because I don't take too much from this victory. Tampa Bay is a bad football team. They're going to continue to start uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, Fitzmagic. They're Chandler Kenton zero was. Cut. Was cut, wasn't cut, cut again. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of issues there. Um, Jake, what did you think uh, about this football game? I'll tell you the one takeaway that I do have is that Washington's defense is really good. Yeah. Uh, the Buccaneers have put up numbers on everybody. They put up points on everybody. They have the weapons to do it, and they didn't do anything. Um, now, Washington's offense has some serious problems. That offensive line hurting. Adrian Peterson couldn't really get anything going. They couldn't run it on a very, very bad defense. But Washington keeps finding ways to get it done. Uh, I picked the Bucks at home because I thought they'd put up a few more points and get it done, but they didn't. And Washington's defense and that running game, if they get any of these offensive linemen back or get some cohesiveness on that offensive line, I think they're going to be okay. I mean, they're they're a really tough team to play. 
Yeah, defense travels, and apparently Josh Norman likes playing more on the road than he likes playing at home. So, <sighs> yeah, that was that was. It, the best thing you can do when you're six and three and leading your division is rip all of your fans at the same time. Uh, you know, this game was interesting because I I looked at this Washington team. This was a big game for them because they they got they didn't play well last week, and I wanted to see if they were bounced back. And they're going to mess around and win this division because nobody else in that division wants it. Clearly, uh, and, and the, on the Redskins side, Maurice Harris has had an interesting last couple of weeks. He had a really big game a couple of weeks ago. Had an okay game here. I'm still in wait and see mode. I, I don't like him that much going forward. I mean, on Tampa Bay side, they put up plenty of numbers. They just didn't put up any points. They were absolutely abysmal in the red zone, particularly in the first half. Uh, just, I, I don't get it this team. Another big game for Chris Godwin. I'm not rushing to pick up Jack Wiz Rogers. I know he had a big receiving game, but kind of is what it is at this point. I just think for the Redskins, there's not going to be a lot of fantasy value for you going forward. This no. might be a team that ends up winning 10 games in the division, but. There's just not a lot there right now. No, getting it done when it counts for W's, but not not for fantasy value. There's not much there to like. Uh, another team that was disappointing after – had a lot of faith in Atlanta after the previous week going on the road and having a very impressive victory. And to keep pace with what's going on in their division, uh, the Saints are probably the best football team in the NFL – and Carolina obviously lost uh, terribly on Thursday night football, but has been pretty good. Atlanta needed to keep pace with a victory and went into Cleveland and laid an egg. They did not look so good. 28-16 final score. And as Jamie said earlier, uh, Baker Mayfield was feeling dangerous. And anytime Baker's feeling dangerous, it's usually not good for the opposing team. So, Jake, what did you think about this game? Not what I was expecting. I was really disappointed by the Falcons. I mean, look, the uh, the Browns have been what they are. They've been really solid at times on defense, um, which they were again this week. Baker's been good, and Atlanta's defense is terrible. So the fact that the Browns put up some points didn't surprise me. The fact that the Falcons couldn't figure out what to do to get those points really bothered me. Their season shot. They're done. They're not making the playoffs at this point. Uh, the NFC is too strong. Really disappointing. I mean, like I said, you figured it out the week before you went on the road, and they kind of went back to being the garbage Falcons on the road when they get away from the Dome. It was really disappointing. I was happy to see it for the Browns. I mean, Greg Williams done a nice job kind of stabilizing this. They played against the Chiefs really well last week and just kind of got outlasted in the second half. But this is a big win for them. They played really, really solid. Yeah, this is one of those cases where you looked at it going in and said, which team needs this game more? And it was clearly Atlanta. And yet they just – they didn't ever really get going. It didn't even at, at no point in the game did I really feel like Atlanta was going to win that football game, uh, even when they had their big second quarter. But not a lot of fancy value from a lot of guys in this game. Julio Jones got his. Now in the end zone two straight weeks after going like a million years without catching a touchdown. Austin Hooper has been playing really well lately. I was highly critical of him coming into the season, and, and he's actually been very productive from him. Calvin Ridley would like to see a little bit more consistency on a week-to-week basis. Uh, they're taking him off the field in big situations. In that fourth quarter, their final two drives, and when they got in the red zone, he was off the field. Uh, so that's something that's very interesting, that they're, they're playing Sanu a lot in that scenario and Austin Hooper a lot in that scenario, and they're not going three and four wide. On the Cleveland side, boy, does Hugh Jackson wish he had a guy like Nick Chubb that he could give the ball to. Because <laughs> remember, remember, remember when like he, he wished he had good players? Uh, Nick Chubb looked fantastic. Uh, that guy needs the ball always. Yeah. Uh, he looks excellent. Uh, passing game, it's really interesting because Baker spread it around a bit because nobody really had a, a strong game out there. But Duke Johnson's starting to finally, if you were like me and reluctantly held on to him as like the last guy on your bench for a while, he's starting to become the Duke Johnson of old where he's catching three or four balls that look for him in the red zone in the passing game. He's finally getting his. 
disappointing, a little bit back-to-back disappointing performances from Jarvis Landry. I yeah. think it's been a little surprising to see how little he has been used lately. But overall, if you started Baker this week, which I believe Paige gave that advice last week that she really liked Baker and Bakefield as a pickup, you got a good game out of him with three passing touchdowns. Yeah, it was a good week to start Baker, and I felt good about starting him over Stafford. And man, oh man, did I feel good about it last night after watching that Stafford performance. Uh, next game, the Arizona Cardinals went into Kansas City. Kansas City was the huge favorite going into this game, and the Cardinals kept it close for a lot of the game, which was Super surprising for me, uh, but they, listen, they had it going. Chandler Jones had a really good game from a defensive perspective. They put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, but at the end of the day, Kansas City, too much firepower. You knew that that was going to happen, and you knew they'd go away with it at some point. Jake, what did you like from that game? I really like Byron Leftwich's offensive game plan. They made a concerted effort to give David Johnson the ball. He was the entire offense the first half. I mean, I think he was almost every touch but three. Then they kind of came out and spread it around the second half, but they stayed with the run. They hung in there and that and played that that team really well. Kansas City kind of, to me, kind of fell into a trap game. It was kind of easy at the half. They had like a third and 13, like third and goal from 13, whatever it was, score a touchdown. If that hadn't happened, it would have been a very different game. I, I think they just kind of like knew they'd win. I don't think they gave a ton of effort, but I don't think they made a really – a lot of good um, – Good adjustments in the second half. There was not a lot of underneath stuff. There wasn't a lot of hot routes from Mahomes. Everything wanted to be a home run still, which they've had a lot of success doing this year. If if they play teams that can get after the quarterback like the Cardinals did in that game, they better figure out some more dump routes, some hot stuff, some reads to get rid of the ball because Mahomes was under fire all day long. But, look, they got it done. And, uh, I mean, I still think David Johnson is going to be a good play. As soon as they made that switch, I thought he'd be a really good fantasy option the rest of the way. I don't think the Cardinals have anybody else, um, but yeah, they, they played well. Yeah, the Chiefs played that game as if they knew, yeah, we're not in any danger of losing this football game. So we're just going to kind of do our thing. We're going to look for our big plays, and that'll be that. Uh, again, Mahomes, apparently this guy sucks now. He didn't throw for 300 yards or three touchdowns in this game. He's terrible. No, uh, again, he, he had another strong game, even though it wasn't the MVP-like game people were expecting from him every time out now. Hunt finally got going. If they didn't use him a lot early, he finally got going late. Big game for Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey as usual. Um, I want to echo uh, something that was said on the broadcast by one of the announcers. I think his name's Bruce Arians or something. You might have heard of him. Uh, and he talked about, as Jay just said earlier, Byron Leverage's game plan and the ball control in that first half. They made a concerted effort in that game to say, we don't want to give Patrick Mahomes the ball with much time. And I really like the way they did that. We told you David Johnson was in for a huge game. He was in my top 10 in the rankings this week. He had a big game. Uh, and that, that's really about it. Listen, I mean, if, I, you're, if you're a David Johnson owner, you should be praising uh, your lucky stars that Byron is now running that offense yeah. because you're seeing a lot of what we saw from, from Bruce Arians' offense and David Johnson's usage. And him, him just being involved in the offense, it was nice to watch. It was fun to watch. It was good to watch. And it was exciting to watch that team keep it close for much of the game. Uh, the next game is the, I would say, the biggest surprise of the weekend. The cover by 30 and a half points. Tennessee Titans won the football game 34 to 10. And there was at no point a time where I thought, oh, yeah, Tennessee's going to put this away. Ten- and then – and then Tom Brady got benched, yeah. and I can't believe that that so, happened. So I, I want to ask you about this, Jake. When's the last time in a regular season game have you seen Bill Belichick wave the white flag with eight minutes left to go on the clock? Because I haven't, I can't remember the last time I saw that. I don't know that I've ever seen it, but he got smacked in the mouth by two former assistants on teams that aren't very good. 
that was shocking to me that they went down there and laid an egg. I told everybody I thought they'd lose another game or two coming down the stretch, but I didn't think it was going to be this week. I thought it'd be close. The Titans have played everybody strong. I knew they'd stop the run pretty well, but I figured Brady would have enough to make it happen. Look, Gronk being on the field, whether he's 100% or not, changes the way people play them. If he's not healthy, they've never won a Super Bowl without him. If he's not healthy and they don't get him back on the field, he could sit another week or two, but they can't last that much longer. Look, the Titans are the Bills of last year. They make no damn sense at all why they keep winning, but they keep getting it done. And Vrabel is definitely not Matt Patricia. He'll go for everything. And you got to give him credit, man. They, they went out there and got it done. But no, this wasn't close, and it was absolute shocker to me. The Patriots don't go lay eggs at all, and they just completely laid an egg. Not this time of year. I mean, you, you can catch them in September and October every once in a while for these types of games. You don't see them catch them when you get to double-digit numbered weeks. Uh, again, I thought, like Jake said, we, we both were cautious about this game. We thought it would be fairly close, but we thought the Patriots would get it done. Uh, they looked terrible from the start, and there was, again, as much as you're waiting for Tom Brady to make that comeback, they didn't give you a reason to think they could come back in that game at any point. Uh, kind of a bad game from everybody involved. Michelle didn't look good. To Jake's points about Gronkowski not being on the field, it's it's that is mostly you, you lose out on talent like that, but they don't have any other weapons at tight end. Dwayne Allen's on the field every play. He's going to catch one ball a game. There's right. nobody else on that on that the team. This is not like you know the Aaron Hernandez of years past or what they thought Tim Wright would be when they brought him in. They don't have or, or what uh, Martellus Bennett was for them. They don't have any pass catching options at tight end when Gronkowski is out. So it just becomes a non factor. And it's. It's weird. I, I saw a lot of people asking, you know, where where is Chris Hogan? Like, is he even a part of this offense anymore? Tom doesn't even look his way. Hasn't all it's, it's it's just it's a listen. I don't like to overreact too much to to games like this, but this is a little later on in the season than we're used to seeing uh, this team kind of give up a performance like this. So it's something to monitor for sure, especially as we continue to watch kind of this AFC race because. Teams are going to want to not have to go to Foxborough. And I, if, this is, if this is the difference between this team having to play a home game and playing a game on the road, they're going to look back and wish they had played this game much differently, I think. And to me, that's the key to the AFC because I still am not ready. We've talked about Kansas City a lot. I've said this a lot. I am not ready to say that Kansas City and Mahomes are going to go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. But I don't think the Patriots are going into Arrowhead. And beating the Chiefs. No. So this, that's a big matchup. On the Titans side, just quickly, uh, Corey Davis is really coming on strong the last few weeks. Um, he, I've seen him dropped in some leagues. So if he's available for you for whatever reason, go pick him up, even to stash him on your bench. John Smith touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Again, if you're desperate at tight end, keep in mind you have six teams on a bye this week. This is the second to last set of bye weeks, and next week's only two teams. But this week, six teams are on a bye, so keep aware, be aware of that. Uh, Derrick Henry had his best game of the year. I've been highly critical of him. I still don't think much of him going forward, but he did have a pretty good game, got into the end zone twice on, on a couple one-yard carries. Listen, the uh, the old Chiefs are 9-1. and one. Patriots are 7-3. and three. If you have to go to Arrowhead, I'm, I'm starting – listen, it's midway through November. I'm starting the, I'm starting the watch. It's enough of the season. All, we're enough of the way through where these games are going to matter, and I think they're going to look back and wish that they have that game. All right, the next game we're going to talk about, New Orleans. Uh, the Ooh. best, the best team in football. I don't have any hesitation saying that, especially after watching the Rams play at home and barely, barely beat the Seahawks. They put up 50 points on the road on the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals fired their defensive coordinator today. That's the uh, that's the news out of Cincinnati. Listen, 
how do you, Jake, can you, can you even stop this New Orleans Saints offense? Because I, I don't think there's – this is a road game outdoors, and that's the one criticism you can possibly have is Drew Brees sometimes doesn't play as well when he's on the road. This was outside in November in pretty cold weather, and he put up 51 points. Yeah, because it's not just him. I mean, this team is loaded. I, I, we didn't care. We talked about Des Bryant last week, and he got hurt, whatever. They go up there and put up 51. I think he was just going to be a nice piece that they could use for depth down the stretch. They can run it. They can throw it. They got tight ends. They got weapons. You got Drew Brees running it. They're pretty healthy. Uh, the defense played pretty good in this game. A.J. Green being out really hurt uh, the Bengals. But the Bengals just went out and laid an egg. But, I mean, look, for the, the Saints – to be able to go on the road outside in November away from the Dome and do this. I knew they'd put up 31, 35, something like that. I didn't think it would be anything close to a, a 50-pointer. I had them winning 31, 23 because their defense sucks. I figured the Bengals could muster up some points. But, man, what an impressive, impressive thing. They're absolutely just rolling right now. They really are. I mean, it's incredible what they're doing. And, again, if the NFC ends up going through the Superdome, which right now they're only a half game back of L.A. and they have the tiebreaker, uh, that's going to be incredibly tough for teams to walk into that Superdome and beat this team because, as you said, if they're healthy, they're clicking on all cylinders. You know, sometimes it's, it's Alvin Kamara having the ma- massive game. In this case, it was Melvin Ingram having the massive game. You look at some of the pass catching options. Dubreeze just had a, had a very good game, but he even have a spectacular game. There's meat on the bone there. I didn't even play the final ten minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, there's a lot going on there. Again, if you're Michael Thomas owner, you've been thrilled this year. Yes, I am. Little- yeah, I said a little disappointing that you got a big zero from Traquan Smith this week. Um, I know there was a lot of when Ted Ginn went on IR, there was, he was a trendy pickup. So I, I'm not sure where the other pass catching option is there in New Orleans. From Cincinnati side, Mixon looked good uh, for the brief time, but they got down so much. It was really weird. He wasn't even on the field for their uh, two minute drill at the end of the first half. It was very strange. Uh, I'm not quite sure what they're doing with him there. Uh, Tyler Boyd had an okay game. John Ross, if he catches the touchdown, is going to matter. Otherwise, he won't. But, boy, this this Bengals team, and we talked about last week, the Ravens, they're both regressing really hard back to what we thought they were, which was around the eight-win mark. Yep. All right, the next game I would like to skip, but we're going to talk about it briefly. That is the Buffalo Bills go into New York and put up 41 points on the New York Jets, which I expected to see a lot more from that defense. But, man, oh, man, Matt Barkley looked – I don't know where that performance came from. Uh, he even had some times where – or drop footballs. He he didn't even have everything going his way the whole game, and he had a nice performance on a on what has been a pretty good Jets team, especially at home. Jake, were you surprised to see this at all? This is a dumpster fire for the Jets. I was shocked. They have been they played bad because they've turned it over on the road, but they've been competitive and at least giving effort. I mean, this was just to get trounced by one of the worst teams in the league. You're young and you're trying to figure it out and those kind of things, but to get just beat down at home like that was extremely disappointing, shocking to me. I don't know what we can really point at. I don't know how much you can really take from this. The Bills aren't that good and the Jets aren't that bad. It was just one of those days, but, man, they they were not ready to play, and it was ugly. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you take away is you're starting to get a little bit more production out of Sean McCoy the last couple of weeks, got in the end zone twice. It was like his first two-touchdown game in, like, 14 months or something for LaShawn McCoy. I think that's what the stat was that popped up on the screen. Uh, otherwise, yeah, there, there's no other fantasy value here. You're not picking up Barkley and the Buffalo's on a buy anyway this coming week. You're not picking up Zay Jones. I mean, there's really not – you weren't playing many guys in the Jets anyway besides maybe Eli McGuire if you were desperate. So there's really not a lot of fantasy to take away here. Uh, from a football perspective, the concerning thing is this is the type of games that gets – that pushes 
uh, an ownership over the edge to fire a coach. And Todd Bowles isn't getting fired this year, but this is one of those games where you keep tough to lay an egg at home against arguably the worst team in football, if not one of the three worst teams in football. And it's just it's just disappointing. Yeah, it was a disappointing loss, and New York can be a pretty unforgiving place. Uh, the next game, Indianapolis at home gets a gets a needed victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another, Held on like barely. Yeah, barely, but gets the win. Gets the win. They get it done. The W counts the same way all day long. And listen, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are in a tough spot. This is not the team uh, we thought they were. Although. Leonard Fournette came back and played football. So that's a good that's good news, right, didn't James? Leave, it didn't leave injured. He got, what, 24, 25 carries? He will be in my lineup next week. I wish I'd have had him. I'm going to win my game anyway. But, uh, yeah, look, the fact that they gave him that much and he was still questionable until Friday, I still don't even know how that's possible. Uh, but, yeah, look, the Colts got up. They played really well. They hung on. Um, the Jaguars did enough to make a comeback. But what are they? moving forward. I mean, their defense still isn't very good. Their pass rush isn't very good. They made the effort to run the ball. Bortles played okay, but I still don't expect a whole lot from them moving forward. I think, you know, Houston runs off with this division at this point, and the Jaguars are going to be one of the biggest busts of the year. I want to talk about Eric Ebron. What a big game from Eric Ebron this game. Thank you, Eric Ebron. The Eric Ebron comeback tour, uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I don't blame the Lions for letting him go because I would have as well. Because if you watched Eric Ebron play the last two years in Detroit, he couldn't catch a freaking cold. For sure. But this is the funny thing. This is what Detroit fans are always used to. People leave and they become much better than they were. But he he, again, like, he had a rushing touchdown. They designed a, designed a play for him to take an oh, yeah. inside sweep. I, I loved what they did there. The Colts in the first half were looked scary. And then they just kind of they had some trouble getting it going. Uh, but to me, yeah, T.Y. Hilton got his. Uh, beat Jalen Ramsey pretty good across the field on one play in the first half. That was good. A little surprising bad performance from Marlon Mack, but, you know, uh, you take what you can get there. The one thing I want to note uh, on these two teams, because I actually – I've seen the Jacksonville defense understandably dropped in a lot of leagues. I want to read you that their schedule looks like the rest of the way because you need to start thinking about what your end of the season and what your playoff schedule looks like. And the best way to project forward is to look at defenses and pick them up now. I did this. I picked up Jacksonville's defense. You're not playing them next week against the Steelers because no. duh. But then they have at Buffalo, home Colts, at Titans, home Redskins, at Dolphins. Yeah, I like those matchups. That's an interesting little stretch there. Uh, yeah. So I think when you start to look at fantasy defenses going forward, if somebody dropped Jacksonville, that might be a team that you want to go out and grab and say, you know what, I'm going to hold on to two defenses for the next couple of weeks until I get and play the matchups from there. Yes, thank you, Eric Ebron, and thank you, Mike McCarthy, for waking up and realizing that Aaron Jones exists because he's been the best running back on your football team for a very long time, and I have continued to wonder why they don't run the football to him, and there were even some times in that football game where they could have gone to him more and didn't, Uh, but as an Aaron Jones owner, I know this has been my biggest frustration with Green Bay. Uh, it's a good thing from a I want them to lose football games and they decide that they don't want to run the football. But, man, Aaron Jones had a good game from a fantasy perspective and Green Bay puts it on at home, 31-12 final score in uh, at Lambeau Field, and they get a needed victory. Jake, what did you like from this game? Yeah, I thought the uh, I thought the Dolphins would hang in there a little bit more than this, but the Packers just showed up and played really well at home. I agree with you. I liked McCarthy's game plan, a little bit more balanced. Aaron Rodgers had a solid game. Devontae Adams had a good game. Uh, Aaron Jones was the guy. Their defense played okay, and the Dolphins couldn't really get anything going. 
yeah, the, the Packers put up 27. They put up, they got into the thirties, but um, look, just solid all the way around from them. The Dolphins are, we, we said they were frauds all along. They keep playing above their heads. I thought they'd go up there and play a little bit better than this, but give the Packers credit. They did enough to get, get it done against a team that's not as good as them. Yeah, they did. And, and the interesting thing on Aaron Jones, no running back in the NFL, period, end of sentence, has more yards per carry in the last two years than Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I don't know why Green Bay hasn't woken up and realized that, but apparently they did. Maybe, maybe they will now, and you know, because he had a hell of a game. Uh, Valdez Scantling had a decent game. I know he didn't get, catch a touchdown this game, but he looked pretty good. On Miami side, I hate to break it to everybody, but Frank Gore is the best running back in Miami backfield right yes, now. Yes, he is. And has been for the last, I don't know, season. I want, that, I want not whatever, for Kenyon Drake owners. Yeah, we need to sell whatever youth pills he's taking because I cannot believe what I am seeing from old man Frank Gore. He's it's awesome. He's running hard, and I didn't expect him to be running hard in November. I mean, I knew he was I, – I said at the beginning of the year I was worried about him eating into Kenyon Drake's time in September and October. I thought this would be the Kenyon Drake show by now, and Gore looks like the best running back they have there. Another solid game from Amendola for fantasy owners. Uh, and if you haven't already, Kenny Stills has dropped a bowl in all formats. He's not doing anything without Ryan Tannehill. Yep. All right, next game we're going to talk about the uh, L.A. Chargers get a victory 20-6 uh, to against the Oakland Raiders. Oakland is – listen, I, I saw – a couple people tweeted at me about Derek Carr. Guys, you cannot start Derek Carr in fantasy. I don't care if it's a two-quarterback league. Find somebody else that you can start because this team is terrible. And the latest news out of there is there's two, two veterans walking off the field saying they want to get the F out of here. And it's rumored that it's Jordy Nelson, that he literally wants to retire from football so that he no longer has to play for the Oakland Raiders. That is the status of that football team. Stay far away from anybody from a fantasy perspective there. Jake, what did you see in this football game? Well, I mean, Gruden's phone apparently is ringing off the hook of people that want to come. So if they have guys that leave and retire, they should be okay, right? LOL. They suck. The Chargers didn't have their best game. They got it done. They lost Perryman on that defense. I think that's going to be a big thing for them. They're pretty thick at linebacker, pretty deep at linebacker, but he was playing really well. He's a really solid guy, second-round pick in the past, and kind of that run-stopping guy uh, in that middle linebacker position. But, look, they got it done. They got enough to get by. This Raiders team, man, I mean, look, they were gimmicky. They faked the punt. They went for it on fourth and one on the one in the first drive, and they just – they're just terrible. They got nothing. Carr is second in the NFL in completion percentage and throws a horrible pick every single week that just makes you scratch your head and go, what in the hell did you see? It, it's just amazing. Yeah, I'd said from Oakland's perspective, everybody sucks in that team. Uh, Jalen Richard, I've been touting him for about six weeks now in PPR formats. He's getting new catches every single game at 5 for 52 here. i uh, got a couple carries on the ground too. But otherwise, it's, it's him and Cook, and you're, really not, you're not starting – uh, any other Oakland player. Doug Martin here and there looks okay, but you just – it is what it is with him. To Jake's point, L.A. did not have their best game. They got off to a really, really slow start early on, but good teams can win on the road when they don't play their best, and that's what happened here. Melvin Gordon got his. He's freaking awesome. I feel like a broken record on this, but he is freaking awesome. Keenan Allen had a good game as well. You know what you're going to get from this team. Uh, the only other note is, again, Austin Eckler. If you're if you're in a pinch, I think he's droppable now. Yeah. All right, next game we're going to talk about the L.A. Rams at home. Squeak by. Uh, Seattle made a last-ditch effort to score and win this football game and could have. It was a, it was actually a really, really entertaining game. And Russell Wilson, as a Russell Wilson owner, it was nice to see him have a really, really solid performance, especially against what has been touted a very good defense 
And I think it's time to ask the question because Jamie and I talked about it a little bit and we've alluded to it in the podcast. How good is this defense? Because they're at home and they give up 30 points to Russell Wilson and that offense. And this has not been a great offense. So I think it's time to ask that question because this defense hasn't looked that great. What are your thoughts, Jake? I think they're going to be fine. I think they're tired. I, we, I talked about it the last week. I, you know, their buy is not for a couple more weeks. Um, I, what, I guess after they go to, to Mexico City, play next week on Monday night against Kansas City. They look tired to me. They need to get some guys back. They need to get fresh. Uh, I think they're doing enough to get by. I think their game plans are well set up to win, but they're not set up to be dominant, dominant defensive performances like I think they should, and they have the capabilities of doing. Um, Cooper Cup, you know, massive injury there. Uh, I like Reynolds, but he's not the same kind of guy. Cooper Cup's a lot more of a horizontal guy and then run after the catch slot, a lot of cuts. You know, Reynolds in college at Texas A&M was more of a straight line guy, uh, more of a deep threat. So he's going to have to learn to play that position. He's still a good player. Um, I think they're going to be fine, but they're tired. And to me, they need to get through their bye and get through a really, really tough game next week on Monday night. Uh, Seattle's offense has actually been pretty good moving forward. They're playing a lot of tackle over, having an extra offensive line on the field. They're running it and they're play action off of it. And Russell Wilson has been playing pretty well. It's a division game. Uh, yeah, it was at home, but they did enough to get to get by and get the win. That's the main thing. But, yeah, this defense has not been what it, it should be but not what I think you'll see by the time you get to the playoffs. Yeah, I do want to see how – I mean, they're going to have, they're going to get smoke next week too. Uh, but after that, they have their bye. I want to see how they play down the stretch. Uh, but, again, this defense is way too talented to be giving up this many points at the moment. They've been up 103 points over the last three weeks. Yeah, there's some really good offenses in there, but – the Seattle offense is not as good as they played uh, in this game. Good to see Bashad Penny uh, finally starting to go a little bit with uh, Chris Carson out in that game. He looked phenomenal. He looked like he was worth the pick that they took on him. Uh, on the Rams side of things, you, you know what you're going to get. Todd Gurley is the fantasy MVP this year. Brandon Cooks got his. Robert Woods had a good game. Again, Cup had a good game until the point where he started to get hurt. Uh, I mentioned Gerald Everett earlier. Uh, but I, I look at this game. We finally have a good Monday Night Football game. Not tonight, but next week. Yeah. Where it's, it's Chiefs and Rams. And they, both of those teams go into a bye afterward. They're the last two teams on bye. And the only two teams on bye in week 12. So that'll be interesting to see how that game goes. But uh, I'm sure if you're an L.A. Rams defense owner, you've been very disappointed. And you're kind of in a tough spot. Uh, and you might need to drop them in the next couple of weeks just because you have a, you're not playing them against the Chiefs. And you have a bye week coming up. All right, the last game we're going to talk about here is the Sunday night football game. Dallas goes into Philadelphia and beats Philadelphia Philadelphia 27-20. to 20. This was a weird one for me because we all collectively expected the Eagles to handle their business at home in what is becoming must-win games for this team as Washington continues to somehow get victories and Philadelphia loses a home game coming off of a bye, if I'm correct, and it was, it was a poor performance. It was not a good enough performance from this team, especially a team who had Super Bowl aspirations coming into the season. This team is not – I'm not afraid of the Eagles no, at all. I don't know if the Eagles are good. I'll be perfectly honest with you. This is not this, – this football team is just not even – they don't even look competitive early in these games. I mean, Dallas is not a good football team. I'll continue to, to beat that point. They are, they are close enough to being around eight wins that they can compete with some of these teams, especially in interdivision. But I, I look at this Eagles team that they cannot establish a ground game consistently. They will not stick with it. Even in a game this close in the first half, they only – I mean, they ran the ball, what, 
16 times total in this game. I thought Josh Adams looked pretty good. I would like to see him get the ball a little bit more. Um, I know Darren Sproles not coming back this week because he ended up re-injuring himself about a couple hours after we talked him up uh, on the show. Kind of hurt them, but – uh, there's a lot. There was a lot of garbage points and, and fantasy points late in this game. I know Zacherts had a monster game, but a lot of that stuff came in the again. You don't care for fantasy reasons, but for going forward, a lot of that came late. Uh, Golden Tate was a non-factor in this game, which I did not anticipate. It's going to take a little bit of time for him to get up to speed with that offense, even with the bye week. But I don't know. I look at this team and I just. This team is just not the same. This is not the same team we saw last year. I think we just expected to see both teams have a lot of hunger for this game because I think there was this kind of back-against-the-wall feeling for the Dallas Cowboys because well, – they lost the game, they were done. Yeah. they, they, they about that dreaded six loss this week going into They it. knew. They knew that that was part of it. And also there was a lot of talk about Dak Prescott, this coaching staff, whether or not this was going to be the team going forward. And they came out and played. Dak didn't have an unbelievable game, but he played well enough. And man, oh, man, Ezekiel Elliott is a she freak. almost cost me my fantasy week. Yeah, he is a freak of nature. Jake, what did you think about this game? You know, Dallas Dallas got it done. Give them credit, man. I mean, they stuck with it. Jason Garrett is on the hot seat and taking all kinds of heat. He had his team ready to play, and Peterson did not. Come out of a bye at home as a solid team, you have to be a big favorite, even in the division. AFC East in November, and it was just ugly. I mean, they just – they got some serious problems, and I think a lot of it's coaching game plans, offensively and defensively. The defense should be better than they are. They're, they've been okay against the run. They've given up a lot against the pass. They got beat up last night. They got a hit in the mouth and didn't know what to do with it. Their offensive game plan was was lackluster at best. And I don't – yeah, Philly as uh, – the Super Bowl hangover is real. They, they are really, really struggling. And Dallas is hanging in there. I mean, give them credit. Jason Garrett had them ready to play to go on the road and win a division game and a must win, and they got it done. Guys, I don't want to take too much time talking about Monday Night Football because we did talk about it on Friday's podcast. Um, but I will let you guys make quick picks here just because – Listen, this game is not great. If I, if I was going to skip another Monday night football game, it would be tonight. The New York Giants playing the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are at home, three-point favorites. Quick thoughts on tonight's game. Any last-minute fantasy shenanigans we need to be aware of? Yawn. That's my thought about this game. That's what I thought. Uh, yep. Look, this game is going to matter for some people. Some people have Kittle or Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, Matt Breda. I mean, there go, there's going to be fantasy implications. I'm In my league, I'm watching somebody else in, space, in the second-place team, hoping that their guys get enough tonight. Uh, but otherwise, this is going to be a, a this might be an okay game in ter- just because you have two terrible teams together, and sometimes that makes for a highly entertaining game. I still believe, like I did before, I think the Giants should win this game. They have way more talent right now on that field than San Francisco does. Yeah, and again, they've had a lot of talent on the field all year, and they're one and seven. So, like, I, I get it. But this there's a lot more talent. If you if they're not going to have a successful game tonight. I'm going to be I'm going to be even more worried about their fantasy prospects going forward because San Francisco's defense is nothing special. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I still got the Giants 24-20, and I think will be what will be a decent game. They just like Jamie said, they have too many weapons to get in space to make plays. Offensive line's got to play decent to make that happen. The San Francisco's defensive line with those studs can wreak havoc, so it could be interesting. The way this week is gone, who knows? It wouldn't surprise me if one of them puts up forty, another one puts up ten. I just can't tell you which one that's going to be. I mean, I think it's going to be a fairly close game and Giants should get it done, but I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. 
My parting thoughts on today's podcast is if you haven't seen the video the Colts posted of Quentin Nelson absolutely destroying Destroy. another human being, you should go watch it because um, offensive linemen being great is awesome to watch, and he's screaming. They had him mic'd up. It's awesome. It's the best video on the internet right now, and you need to watch it as a football fan because it is excellent to watch that video and the video of the opposite side where Khalil Mack just takes out and. Good luck. Who just takes him out. He no longer lives. Quentin um, Nelson's a hell of a football player. Yeah, Quentin, That's a, that was a great pick. By yeah, him. Quentin Nelson is a hell of a football player. I'm sure Andrew Luck is very happy to have him protecting him from here on out. Jake, uh, how can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. Jamie? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I. And this is a good time to remind you not to come for me with your trash Raiders takes because <laughs> if you do – my Twitter followers are going to destroy your life. That's how we're ending today's podcast. Uh, enjoy Monday Night Football if you watch I mean, it. try. Or do something else. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.